Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Just like last year and the season before that, we welcome in our guy who has been as good as it gets from a fantasy standpoint. To help you win your fantasy league, to make those right calls, we welcome back for yet another season, the great Jason Katz over at FantasyPros.com. Jason, another year. It's good hearing your voice. What's happening, brother? Really, really excited for another weekend of football. I mean, the Thursday night game to start the season is always kind of like a kind of love-hate relationship with it. Love that we got football back, but I hate that I got to wait three more days for more of it. Yeah, I get that, but it's just so nice having it back. I mean, even watching this game Thursday night, Jason, it felt normal. And I'll tell you what must have felt great. For anybody who listened to you on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I know you've been talking him up now for quite a while, I'm sure there were a whole lot of fantasy owners watching that game saying, oh, baby, I'm glad this guy's going to be soon enough for me all year. Yeah, he, he looks fantastic tonight. He looked noticeably better than Darrell Williams. And what's most promising is it appears Andy Reid noticed that as well, as they were kind of splitting carries in the first half. The second half was all Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And he, he also, he could have had an even bigger game. He got stuffed at the goal line about five or six times tonight. He punches one or two of those, uh, those in. He's looking at 30-plus fantasy points. No question. Do you expect him, Jason, to profile in like the top five, top six amongst running backs this year? I had my final draft last night, and I took him at seventh overall, and I am most pleased. I think he he can very much be what Kareem Hunt was. As long as you're an above-replacement-level talent and you're getting 65% of the snaps in the Kansas City offense, uh, you can be an elite RB1. I was thinking of this tonight, Jason. I wanted to run this by you because, listen, they're both tremendous talents. Um, There's a very good chance they'll match up in the AFC title game this year. And we didn't hit on this in our preseason preview. Who has the better fantasy season, in your opinion? Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Obviously, these are the two best quarterbacks in fantasy, and it's, it's pretty much consensus. Uh, I had Mahomes ranked ahead of Lamar because I feel like uh, coming into last season, Mahomes was obviously due for some touchdown regression and efficiency regression. And that kind of is the same kind of thing for, uh, for Lamar heading into this year. There's just no way he's going to throw a touchdown at the same rate that he did last season. Uh, he's going to have to throw a little more, run a little less, which will naturally, obviously, rushing yards are more valuable than passing yards. So I do think that Mahomes gets back to the top spot this year. But again, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Lamar was there as well. Jason, we talked about Cortland Sutton last year a ton. And I think we talked about him in our preseason spot. You know, I'm a big fan of his. I don't like the fact that he has this injury now going into Monday night. So for fantasy owners out there, injury concerns with Cortland Sutton. Injury concerns with Deontay Johnson. How do you handle that if you're running a team? Well, specifically with those two who are playing on Monday night, you hate to see this going into week one 
because you expect at least in week one I'll have all my guys out. This is a later in the season problem. But, yeah, it's a problem now and probably going to be a problem all season. I expect more injuries than normal, specifically soft tissue injuries due to the uh, late start in camp. If I have an, a, a good alternative or even a decent alternative, I'm going to sit both of those guys. I don't think Sutton plays. Uh, Deontay Johnson, see if he practices, uh, I guess, today on Friday or, or on Saturday because they practice on Saturday as well with a Monday game. If he can get in a limited practice, I'd feel a little safer. But uh, I, I wouldn't expect anybody that's not practicing on a Thursday to, to play on Monday. And you just you can't take the risk because you're looking at a zero. And this early in the season, there's not really a clear guy in your team you want to drop because you drafted all those guys. That's a good point. So basically what you're telling me is sit those two guys unless you get some positive news over the next couple of days on Twitter. That's what you should be looking for. Yeah, yeah. And one more consideration would be how your Sunday goes. Or, or if, if let's say you have a lot of guys in, later in the day and one o'clock goes, goes really poorly for you and you need that home run, maybe you leave them in because if you don't get Sutton, if you don't get Deontay, you're not going to win. But uh, if, if you have a, a if you get a strong Thursday or you have a strong one o'clock slate, uh, maybe you just put in a guy you know can get you uh, six or seven points and you don't worry about possible zero. We got our buddy Jason Katz, our fantasy guru over at fantasypros.com. Jason, last year and the year before that. We have had a field day with some of our friends on Twitter. And I know Twitter at times can be a cesspool. But in this case, it actually ends up being, you know, quite the give and take. And it's people helping people. So do you care to at least answer uh, a couple of our Twitter questions before we get to matchups of the week? Of course. All right, let's start first. Antonio Gibson, Leonard Fournette. Got to play one this week, Jason. Who would it be? Two guys in a very similar situation where they were kind of uh, thrust into a, a new role due to injuries, or in this case, Fournette signing with a new team. We don't really know how the roles for either of them are going to shake out. I would lean Gibson there because I'm just really in wait and see mode with Fournette. And as just, just joining the team, he's not going to know the playbook that well. And I do think Bruce Arians intends to push Ronald Jones until Fournette takes that job, which I do believe he will. As for Gibson, He's been with the team, obviously, all, all offseason. So he's, he's more ingrained there. I expect him to have a, a roll out of the gate, maybe 40%, which might be more than Fournette gets. I, I would go Gibson in week one. Okay, Jason. Leonard Fournette is also involved in Twitter question number two. And the other option is Le'Veon Bell. Now, based upon your answer, I think it's a no-brainer. It's got to be Le'Veon Bell, right? I'm not high on Bell this week, but this, this is, that's an absolute no-brainer. Um, we know Bell is going to be out there for at least 70% of the snaps. It should be more than that. We know he's going to get at least 15 touches. We know he's going to catch a couple passes. Bell's floor is, is, is very high. It's probably 8 to 10 points. I guess it's very high, but it's a solid floor. And that's, it's, you can see a scenario where Fournette only has like 2 or 3 points. So I, I'm definitely going Bell. All right, Jason. This one is an option of three. You can only pick one, and it's a half PPR league. And one of the players is near and dear to the audience heart. It's Darius Slayton. The other one would be near and dear to my heart, Devontae Parker. And then the other option would be James White going up against those Miami Dolphins. So James White, Devontae Parker, or Darius Slayton. And remember, you can only play one. I'm going to wipe out Slayton immediately just because I think that that giant receiver situation is going to be uh... – one week this guy, one week the next guy between Slayton, Shepard, and Golden Tate. And the matchup against the Steelers is, is not a good one. And Daniel Jones really struggled as a rookie against good defenses. So it comes down to James White or Devontae Parker. Now, Devontae Parker, I believe, was a wide receiver, too, post-Preston Williams' ACL tear 
he was an absolute stud over the over the latter half of the season. I'm I'm skeptical on on what that's going to look like this year, especially with Preston back. James White, I think, has the most secure role with Damian Harris is out, and Tony Michelle's terrible. This is this a, it's a close one. I think James White is a floor play, and Devontae Parker is a ceiling play. But if I had to choose between one of them, uh, I think I'm going to go with upside. I'm going to lean Devontae Parker. Wow. Okay, going with my guy, the uncle, Devontae Parker. One final Twitter question. Digging deep on tight ends here, Jason. And let's just say this guy's looking to throw a dart. He's got Hawkinson from the Lions. He's got Noah Fan from the Broncos and Gesicki. He can only go with one of those guys. Who are you playing in week one? Uh, it's no secret to anyone who follows me on Twitter that I am not a big fan of TJ Hawkinson. And especially against the Bears, I'm not interested in that. Uh, Gesicki is just he's a super athlete, but he's kind of soft. And his, his athletic ability doesn't always translate onto the, actual, onto the field. Against the Patriots, uh, I'm going to lean the other way here and go with Noah Fan, who I think is just incredibly talented and possibly in for a breakout year if Drew Locke can actually uh, throw the ball to players on his own team. And with Sutton possibly missing this game, uh, Fan has a good shot to be second on that team in targets behind what I assume would be Jerry Judy at this point. So I'm going to go Fant there. All right, Jason. Now it is time, my friend, for our matchups of the week. Start and sit. Let's start at quarterback. Who do you love this week? Uh my start of the week. Uh, there are a lot of good streaming options for week one. Uh, I like, I'm like. i going to throw out a couple of things. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I like Tyrod Taylor. I like Derek Carr. But my start of the week, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G was not very fantasy-friendly last season on the run-heavy 49ers. But in both games against the Cardinals, he threw four touchdowns. And then he had 317 yards in one, 424 yards in the other. The Cardinals should be much better this year plus creating more competitive games. 49ers are bound to regress on defense and rushing efficiency. Point being, Jimmy G will be throwing more, and against the weak Cardinals defense, he should post QB numbers in week one. All right, who's the guy that you are sitting at quarterback? Uh, sitting at quarterback, I mean, I'm huge on Matt Stafford, but uh, matchup against the Bears is not something that I'm particularly fond of. So I think I'm going to lean toward uh, staying away from Stafford in week one. and possibly Well, Jason, going- I'm sorry to cut you off right there. That's right up my alley. Stafford or Baker Mayfield? I have both. Who would you this week? Well, Baker's playing the Ravens. He's, he has just as bad of a matchup, if not worse. So, so basically, I'm screwing either way is what you're telling me. Wonderful. That's, uh, that's exactly what I want to Wonderful. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so in that case, I might as well want to go with the guy I drafted higher. That's what you're telling me. I might as well go with Stafford. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I would, not, would not shock me if Stafford put up a, a, a QB one week because I just think he's really good, and he was, he was excellent last year. But I'm going to fade him against a, against a good Bears defense. Okay, let's get to running back, my friend. Who's your must play? Uh, no one needs a really deep play in week one, I hope. So telling you that J.D. McKissick could have a sneaky good game this week doesn't really help. So instead, I'll go with a guy that was drafted kind of like a borderline starter. Uh, you all know how much I love Jonathan Taylor. But my start this week is, is Marlon Mack. I know I've been adamant all summer that Taylor was going to immediately vanquish Mack. And I do stand by that. But Mack's going to start in week one. And there should be enough with the Jaguars just being terrible on defense for both of them to thrive. Uh, Mack should see at least 10 carries, possibly more, a couple of targets. And that should be enough to, uh, to produce at least RB2 numbers with, with a possible shot of RB1 numbers if he, uh, if he scores a call touchdown or two. I right, see. So in on Marlon Mack, who's the running back to avoid? Uh, now, this is someone who was drafted as possibly an RB two or three, but I'm going to lean toward avoiding uh, Kareem Hunt this week because, well, he's facing the Ravens. 
And last year, uh, he scored double digit fantasy points, I believe, in uh, four or five games after he came back. Uh, but one of the games where he struggled was against these very Ravens. And uh, again, this, this, they have an extremely tough defense. And I think that they're just going to absolutely smack the Browns this week. All right, let's get to wide receiver. The must start for week one. I mean, I feel like people should be able to guess uh, who this must start is. It's the same guy it was last season. It's Deshaun Jackson. I mean, yeah, he's old, and there's no shot he's probably playing football in October. But he's healthy right now, and if we recall, he torched the Washington football team for 154 yards and two touchdowns on eight catches to open the 2019 season. The same matchup is again coming in this week one. Even at age 34, Jack still has that breakaway speed. And this could be a high-scoring contest, although in general, I'm not really a fan of, of banking on points this week. Final one, Jason. Wide receiver. Who sits? I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, there's not necessarily one guy that I like benching this week. I'm going to go with anyone who is banged up. So I know we discussed Cortland Sutton and Deontay Johnson. I'm going to add in Mike Evans and Kenny Galladay, both of whom did not practice on Thursday with hamstring injuries. If you remember, Mike Evans' season in 2019 ended with a, a torn hamstring, and now he has another hamstring issue to start this year. And meanwhile, Kenny Galladay picked up a hamstring issue earlier this week, and he was unable to practice. That's never a good sign. I would be surprised if either of them played this week. I think that you should just sit them, even if both go down to game-time decisions. I'm, I'm not really interested in that. We kind of saw it a little bit tonight also with Brandon Cooks playing through a quad injury, didn't do much. Just In week one, you should have decent alternatives. So I don't want to play guys that are playing through injury already. Jason, tremendous job in week one, my brother. We'll do it again next Friday. Let's make it a winning week, shall we? I'm real excited to see football and real excited for a nice sense of normalcy on Sunday, getting back to, to watching what we love. Amen to that, my brother. Have a wonderful weekend, all right? You too. They have a good stuff there from our fantasy guru, Jason Katz. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.